welcome back. We're back. We're doing the thing. Yes, and I have actually done research this time. Because, Ella, are you aware of what we did last week? No, I'm not. <laughs> Me and Josh did a movie review of Trick or Treat. I haven't seen that one yet. It's on my list for this month, and I just keep going, yeah, I'll get to it later, and then I don't. Mm -hmm. Well, it was on HBO, so we watched it, because I had never seen it either, and neither had Josh, which is less surprising than me and you not having seen it. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, we did like a full hour review of the movie. Well, okay, well, I'm going to have to go watch the movie and then come back and listen to the episode. Mm-hmm. We we can dissect it. <sighs> so now okay. we are halfway through spooky month, and there was a Slightly solar sad, eclipse. But very hyped. There was a solar eclipse yesterday. It was. It got very dark down here. See, it didn't feel very dark, and I think that was because well, of the you fog. Got a bunch of fog, and so the light was all over the place from what we had. And then when it was actually like doing the eclipse part, it was so bright. <laughs> probably because of like all of that and so it was like compressing all of that light into just around mm -hmm. so bright it took everything in me not to look directly at the sun so we just watched the NASA stream but I really wanted to look at the sun but there's another one in April of next year April 8th we're getting a solar eclipse but are we getting it you said Texas is getting <laughs> no. it yeah, that one spot in Texas is getting it again, but it's coming from the East Coast down to Texas and, like, that kind of an arc. So the other way. Yeah, yeah. But Texas is getting it twice, so good for them. But I want the spooky. But you just got this one. It was funny. Despite how underwhelming. <laughs> Stupid Portland. I've never been so upset for there to be clouds. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then, like, not only was it cloudy, it was foggy. I woke up, I was like, what the fuck is this? I got glasses and everything! I did! I bought the glasses so I could be out there and staring at it. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, well. Okay, well, for this episode, I am talking about and this will probably be the only time that I say the actual name, because um, you're not supposed to, and that would be Skinwalkers. And for probably the rest of the time, we'll be calling them Flesh Strollers, because that's typically how we say mm -hmm. it to ourselves. Yeah, It's the better off. I mean, I don't know. It seems okay, but yeah. Um... We're not supposed to address them at all, but if you have to, just don't use their name. Well, I mean, I go into it more, but yeah, there is a little bit more like that. Um, and I'm trying to be as respectful and accurate as possible, but this is still a very um, kept close to the nation topic. They don't really talk about it with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, which is yeah, fine. We, we will approach this with respect and caution and all of all of the things that we can do. Mm -hmm. I mean, the biggest thing was that they're really tired of people calling 
their stuff cryptids, which is fair because it's it's not mm-hmm. it's it's not it's like an actual belief for them that they have based off of you know a long standing legend that gets passed down from their people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't call them that, nor would they even really fit in my opinion if they were to be. Because they're not, like, cryptids are not humans. They're different. Slightly off topic, did you see the new video that people are saying of uh, Bigfoot that they saw? No. Where is this? Okay, I'll send it to you. I don't remember. I think it's in Northern California. It's a bunch of people in, like, a bus, and they're looking out at a hilly field, and they just see a guy dressed up as Bigfoot walking around, and people think it's actually Bigfoot. Okay. It's probably just a guy in a suit, like, over the garden wall when the guy gets stuck in a gorilla costume. I mean, I'm pretty sure that that was what the original video was, just some guy in a suit. Oh, for sure. But, yeah. Anyways, back back to the not-cryptid part of this. (laughs) Um, So it's specifically a Navajo uh, belief, which is in the area of, like, New Mexico, Arizona area Mm -hmm. um southwest america the deserty part um yeah the dryer and they um are called yinalushi which is um by means of it it goes on all fours interesting i didn't know that Mm -hmm. and um so obviously with like native people Magic is kind of a thing that is part of just normal stuff. Um, But flesh strollers are part of a group of, like, harmful witches who have strayed into the dark magic. And they um, typically have had to kill a close family member to become a flesh stroller. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they do that, they can turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal. That I was aware of. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like that information. No, no, not at all. <laughs> um, and they usually will take, like, the skin of a predatory type of animal, like a wolf or a coyote or a bear. Um, and then that's pretty different because from what i've been able to find it's that if skins are used by navajo people it's always like non-predatory animals like deer or other stuff like that so they wouldn't have used something that could have hurt Mm -hmm. yeah 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 so um i believe the way it is looked is like when they refer to people as like witches it's because they're doing something harmful evil or malicious um, and they never use the term for their medicine women or healers um, because it is said that they learn both good and evil so that they can protect against the evil part of it. And mm-hmm. oftentimes some of these flesh strollers would come from a person who used to be a healer and then got persuaded over into the dark magic and chose to go down that path. Yeah. Is it like there's something convincing them to do it or it's a personal choice that they make? It's a personal choice. They choose to do it. They want the power um, because like it it has you. You have all of this information 
And then you're choosing to go the evil direction with it. And then you have to solidify that choice by if you want to be a flesh stroller by killing one of your close family members and then mm-hmm. you get that power. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that makes sense that I did know. Um, even though it's specifically a Navajo belief and legend, um, some of the surrounding nations and people have similar stories, but not not quite the same. So I didn't really include a lot of that, but the surrounding people would have been like the Hopi or the Pueblo, um, and they have sort of stuff, but typically this always goes back to just like the Navajo Nation and that sort of area. And like when I was looking up for stories to try and find, I'm seeing a lot of the people where it's like they put anything weird in the woods or in the wilderness and they don't know what it is becomes a flesh stroller and it's like okay well Mm -hmm. no that one looks to be more of like a mimic like sure um flesh strollers are said to be able to mimic people's voices there's a lot of shit in the woods there's a lot of shit in the woods (laughs) and like there's other stuff that i would say would be more akin to like because there's one where it's like some we were out in the woods and some something said hey and it's like that's also a completely different thing that i don't know what it is mm-hmm. but that is a thing that is out there and like that could be so many different things yeah but like the biggest difference is that a flesh is not a creature it is a person who can change themselves into different things mm-hmm. it's not it's not a creature it's not like a werewolf or a vampire kind of thing it is its own person with its own thinking and then depending on yeah, what make their own choices <laughs> and then depending on what skin they're wearing they get like some of the like powers from that animal like if you're a fox you're more cunning if you're a coyote you're really fast kind of thing mm-hmm. that makes sense um and so it does seem that for flesh strollers, the story has stayed a bit closer to how it's supposed to be rather than like the Winnebago, where that's completely like gone on its own thing. Like the fact that it doesn't ever have antlers or look like mm-hmm. a moose. <clears throat> <laughs> and it's not like, yeah. it is tall, but it's not like every, every, if you look up any Google and you type in Winnebago in the proper spelling of it, um because <laughs> you don't want to look at RVs but if you do that you'll find so many images that are not the way that it's actually supposed mm-hmm. to be the closest to it would be the um until dawn video game that came out like 20 years ago i think by now <laughs> was it really i don't that long i ago? don't know i feel like it was like late 2000s but i could be completely uh, yeah. wrong let me look it up real quick <laughs> I feel like it'd be closer to 15. I feel like it was like a 2008, maybe. I'm not the person to be speaking on this. I'm not a big gamer. But it was young Robbie uh, Malik. 2015. Okay, so 20 years. No, no, no. No, no. It- <laughs> 10. Math. Closer to 10. Math. <laughs> closer to 10 years. <laughs> I really thought it was 2008. I don't know why. But yes, young mm-hmm. Rami Malik and Hayden Panettiere. What a wild game that was. I love that game. I keep trying to get Josh to rewatch it with me again, and he wants to watch other things instead. How dare he? I know. 
such a good one. <laughs> um, so flesh strollers are not, they're usually depicted as being like outsiders and like reclusive people, but that's really not how it actually is. Typically, they're still very ingrained and a part of the community, and they're very much practicing in secret. So that's partly why there's the rule, like, don't talk about them, because you don't know who could be and who couldn't be. Mm-hmm. And so it's more... And they're definitely not the people you want to get on your tail well, and that, know about yeah, you. Like, that's the biggest thing, where it's like, because if you, like, it's not necessarily that we believe that if I say it here in my room, that something wandering in the outskirts of the world is going to magically hear me. It's more that, like, oh, if I say it to you, and then you go talk to our mom, and then our mom goes to talk to, like, someone named Susan, mm-hmm. and that person named Susan <laughs> tells someone named Geraldine, and Geraldine is a flesh stroller. And now she's like, what the fuck? Alexa is talking shit. I'm gonna go fuck with Alexa. Like, that's kind of, it seems more of, like, the reasoning behind mm-hmm. it. But, um, um, but yeah, so we would say it's more of, like, a secret coven of witches, basically. And so you don't really know who it is and what they could be and then i've the one of the things that's kind of still confusing is that i've heard that they can be invulnerable when they're in their human form but i've also seen it where you they're invulnerable in their animal form so like when they're an animal you can't really hurt them Mm -hmm. which i i feel like i would believe the human version first because with the animal just being sort of a skin it could be something that like gives you like temporary hit points essentially. Yeah. No, that makes sense. <laughs> um <laughs> there's also the rule about don't whistle at night. Um because that That's just a good general rule to follow anywhere. Yeah, I mean that's something that we've proven to have found in multiple different cultures across all over the place. But just don't whistle. Don't I mean and don't whistle at night. I would just don't whistle in general. But definitely don't whistle at night. That's just because you can't whistle. I don't think you should whistle anywhere. I don't think you should be walking (laughs) down a jaunty path in the sunlight by the woods and you should be whistling. I don't think you should do that. Um, One of my old teachers had a superstition that you couldn't whistle inside. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. You just can't whistle anywhere. No, that's why I never learned to whistle. (laughs) It's not because you can't do it, it's just that you didn't want to. No, it's because my ancestors told me I shouldn't. <laughs> okay, then. So I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no whistling because that could attract them to you. And um, don't open your door for people that you don't know. And there's also sort of a thing of like looking into their eyes could be a way that they can gain power over you, so typically just don't look at anybody when you're walking around. I mean, I look at my feet because I'll trip otherwise, um, and that's just a good rule of thumb. So, yeah. <laughs> but also, stranger danger is a thing in any situation. Don't, you know, just don't. Just don't. Just don't. I wouldn't. Black-eyed kids just don't, don't don't trust strangers. No, yeah, that's a thing, thing too. Which is why I think there's part of it that's so closed off. Like, not only are they trying to protect 
like their culture from being you know taken and appropriated by people Mm -hmm. but also the whole thing of like well you're a stranger why would I talk to you about a thing that I don't even talk to my like family about because it could Mm -hmm. be dangerous and like you're a literal stranger you could be one that I'm talking to right now yeah so like no shame no no hurt feelings about it I get it so I'm trying to be as much as I could and I'm trying to find as many sources as possible but um it is difficult I will say there is the thing of knowing the flesh stroller's true name can give power back to the person that's being attacked by them because then you know who you're dealing with i guess in a sense Mm -hmm. and that's interesting because it goes to like some of the other places of legends when like knowing the name for like a demon is good for you to have yeah and that makes me wonder if that that might be like colonialization interpretation of their their stories it very well could be but i think knowing the true name of something is kind of a general in a lot of cultures mm-hmm. so i don't know that's not something i'm an expert on but it's something i'm interested in learning more about at some point i mean if i ever make a very good friend and they feel comfortable with me to talk more about it on their own time i'd love that yeah I'm never going to, like, I'm not going to drive over there and then, like, knock on the door of (laughs) the elders and be like, tell me all about it! (laughs) Tell me everything so that I know! (laughs) I just need answers! Mm Mm-hmm. Pounding on the door. Please, 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 please. (laughs) Let me in! Let me in! Yeah. Um, okay, so I have found some stories, but they're, like, little snippets, and then I can try to find longer ones, but, like, I read one where he opened the door to a friend who'd been dead and buried for years. Mm. I had one who was being chased, and he ran to his truck, accelerated up to 40 miles, and then had a coyote still keeping pace right outside of his door, um, until eventually, like, kind of gave up. There was one where Mm -hmm. a kid went out with his family and they ended up getting chased by a horse that was running on two legs. Isn't that That terrifying? That is something I would not want to see. Isn't that terrifying? Oh my god, that just feels like the not deer, which is, I think, a different thing entirely as well. And I don't like them either. Do you remember that one adventure or that one episode of Adventure Time with the deer who was on two legs? No. And he would just run around like, oh, I hate. That is the creepiest episode for me, and I hate it, and I don't like it. <laughs> Anyways, continue. You don't know what I'm talking about. There's no point. I didn't watch through Adventure Time, like, canonically. In, I would just mm-hmm. watch whatever episode you guys were on, or you were at, mm-hmm. or what was on TV. I'll send you a picture of him. He's creepy. Does he we'll, do, we'll discuss does later. Does he do, like, the front arms being, like, completely useless? Yes, well, and then at the end of the episode, he takes off his hooves and it's just people hands. I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fucked up. It's a fucked up episode. I don't like that at all. <laughs> um, and the- Anyways, back to the point. Someone on Reddit had said they found an old article from, like, 1932, where there was, like, a Navajo man telling a story of when he interacted 
with um with a with a flesh stroller and he originally had not believed in them um and it was like they had come and attacked one of their sheep and like taken it and there was like they mentioned that there's this sort of like chant a magical chant that you that they would do and you would like pat the item and it would shrink it down to fit into like something smaller and that it used to get used for like hunting and gathering so that you could fit a lot into like your bag but this um flesh roller had done that to one of their sheep and like taken it with them and so they were really upset okay. about that and they knew that the flesh roller would come back so then they tried to make um an attempt to like kill the the flesh roller and so they had done like a special ritual on a rifle and they had put on like bile onto him so that he couldn't get attacked by the corpse dust that they use which was yeah. really interesting um and so they he did shoot it and then it ran off and they tried to follow it but it was like really fast and it was getting dark again mm -hmm. so they went back home and then they heard from like a neighboring community that someone had died and when they were hearing about it they were like oh so that they passed on the wound and so it was like the flesh driller had become a like rabbit and um had like manipulated a guy to like messing with him and then the rabbit mm -hmm. the rabbit not rabbit had pulled the trigger on the guy and killed him Mm -hmm. Which I don't know how all that works. I don't either, but that's not something I'd heard before. But I guess it kind of tracks. Yeah. Interesting. I'm learning so much. I mean, I tried. Tried with what I had. Mm -hmm. And now I'm at the end of my research. I have to go get the stories. Stories. So this story comes from Worldly Ad 7619. And then, so I'm going to skip over the beginning part because they just say that they didn't believe anything. Um, but this, of course, changed their mind. Um, I was walking in the woods behind my house last Monday. I was on a dirt road and all of a sudden I heard a very, very, very loud thump on the ground. Like if a 2,000 pound bull could run and I kind of ran to try and get a glimpse of it, thinking that it was a deer. I saw a person-like figure, very, very dark. It could have been dark because of shadows or whatnot. The time was about five in the afternoon. I would say that's evening for me, but they said it was broad, light, broad daylight still. Um, it's probably like a summertime then, well, when it's still lighter out. Yeah, it is darker by you, lighter by you guys still, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of skinny, but not really. It looked like it had horns, but I couldn't really tell because I only saw it for a split second before it absolutely bolted off. And any time I go into the woods, I carry a gun. I decided to carry a shotgun today, seeing what I thought was, um, some creepy guy or creature. I pulled my shotgun off the back and kept walking down a little down the road and immediately called my friend and told him what happened. I wasn't worried in the moment considering that I was protected because nothing is bulletproof and I kept walking 
but then I got a feeling to just turn around. So when I did, I was processing what I saw the whole way home. It was, I was looking behind my shoulder as well. I would take about two steps and look behind me, but whatever I saw didn't make any noise. It just ran off. It didn't trot off like a deer. It ran like a person. My brother today, I told my brother today about it, and he told me that within the year he was outside at night with our dad just in the driveway, and he saw something hunched over, no hair, pointy ears, and grayish in color run past at about 30 miles per hour from the corner of the house to a car parked right next to it. This is about 10 feet away from him, and he at first thought it was a person and went to look behind the car, and then there wasn't anything there. So he looked under brave view and didn't I see, would not. No. I, when people do that in movies where they, like, look under shit, I'm like, or you could just not and be safe. I mean, like, I, I'm definitely that person that's like, okay, okay, we could just, we could just look under the bed and I have to, like, hype myself up for it. But I'd also <laughs> never do it on, like, the side of the bed. I'd go to the bottom of the bed where there's, like, I'm closest to the door. I have the most space. And also, people usually get, like, right next to the side of the bed. And I'm like, so you're about to look under where you think something might be. And you're going to have no idea until you're face to face with it? No, thank you. Yeah, no, not a fan can't do it. No. That's why I have the edges of my bed, like, blocked off. There's bins for clothes on one side and books on the other. I mean, that's true. I also have shelves under my bed. Yeah. No, empty space isn't a good thing for me. <laughs> no. I, yeah. I think it's just like, yeah, I'm like, nothing can get under my bed because it's full of things. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Love that security it gives you. Yeah. We, we would never have to worry about there being anything under the bed because it can't fit. Exactly. Solved. As for a car, get a car that's really low to the ground like mine is. It scrapes the front bumper every time I leave my driveway, but it's too small for anyone to be under there. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it'd be hard for somebody to get under my car. And I also just probably wouldn't look under my car. I would just get no, in I'd the car drive and off. drive away. And if you're under my car, well, now I've run you over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yep. Or or you get option. a big enough truck to look like a dickhead, and you then you can just see whatever would be you under see your car. Directly <laughs> under it. Yeah. Oh boy. Um. Okay. So back to the story. Um. He looked under, didn't see anything, and he said it was absolutely quiet as well. Um. That's bad. He asked our dad if he <laughs> should hear nature or he something outside. Hear nature. He asked our dad if he heard or saw anything, and he said no. He didn't know what he saw. Um, the thing my brother described doesn't sound like what I saw, but I believe him. I wonder how long is creature or creatures have been out there. I'm very creeped out, though. I don't know, really know what to do, and I don't want to go back there anyway. Well, it sounds like you know what to do. Not go back there. Easy said and done. Yeah. Hold on. We figured it out. We solved it. I mean, most of us. Just don't do it. Just don't go back. Just don't go out in the woods. We've we've had a whole... Oh, I dropped you. (laughs) We've had a whole... We've had many an episode where we just just go, don't go in the woods. Don't go in the woods. Just don't go in the woods. Bad things are out there. Easy peasy. 
<laughs> but yeah, um, there's definitely a lot of things out here um, in the stories that are obviously people are trying to like explain what they saw. But all these people are also saying, like, I was in Alabama, I'm in Australia. And I'm like, I don't think that they go that far because it's not... I don't think so. Because it's a person. It's not, like, a creature that, like, migrates. Mm -hmm. It's not like a Bigfoot Mm -hmm. where it could also be, you know, a Yeti. Yeah. It's a localized person. Or, like, a werewolf. Where it's like that's not centralized to like any specific place that mm-hmm. you know just could be anywhere. It could be anybody anywhere. Yeah. I apologize. You can hear my mother both sneezing and yelling at cats. Oh my god. <laughs> this one comes it also says not my story from darkstories.org. So that I won't read who it's from. Interesting. Okay. Okay. The nighttime brought two rules we had to live by. No matter what family you came from, you're not to look outside or be outside. One night brought my brother to sneak out to meet a girl who lived nearby. Teenage stuff, obviously. Obviously. Fast forward to the later hours of the night, and he's sneaking back through his window. As he's getting ready to pull himself in from the absolute darkness of the night, he heard my dog growling a few feet behind him. The dog we had at the time was from a known highly aggressive and territorial breed, but to hear him growling came as a surprise to my brother. He claimed to call out softly to the dog, but the dog was unresponsive. After a few seconds, my brother slowly began walking towards the dog, and as... He got closer, the smallest glint of light hit my dog's face. As his face was softly lit, my brother... Wait, this was a person's dog? They said that they were... Okay, so they were trying to sneak back into their house. Right. And he said that he heard their dog, like the family dog, growling. And he was like, that's weird. And he like said, he called to him like, hey, it's me, don't worry about it. And the dog still continued to growl. So now he's walking towards the dog, and now light has hit the dog. Something is happening. I don't like that. As his face slowly lit, my brother realized the dog was not looking at him, but the area of the roof right above the bedroom window. (gasps) Oh, bad. No. (laughs) As he slowly turned and looked at the empty space, he began to recognize that the heart-sinking feeling of being watched. Along Uh -uh. with the sounds Uh -uh. of something sitting as though it was perched at the edge of the roof. The more time went by, the more dread he felt. He was so scared that he rushed through his window and to our mother panicking and telling her what he did and what was going on. She was so scared, she wasn't even bothered by the fact that he had snuck out. Always a bad sign. Yep, if your parent is afraid of something, to not be mad at you, something's wrong. Always a bad sign. (laughs) I remember watching and listening from the bedroom door and seeing her turn pale and begin to shake. She told him never to do it again and to keep his window closed. It was from that moment on forward that not only our neighbors, but people from the complete opposite side of the community began opening up about the experiences with the thing that walks among the roofs at night. One which includes a close relative who was home alone with 
an aunt one night. She claimed to begin hearing something clawing at the side and walking on the roof. And you don't need to investigate that. When she noticed it, she said it was like it noticed her and knew exactly where she was. Because when she tried to find a room to shield herself in, the footsteps followed right above it the whole time. I hate that. No. (laughs) Think if your ceiling is made of glass and this being knows exactly where your foot is falling and the exact moment you extend your foot to walk out another step. (sighs) Were the, like, footsteps matching? Maybe. That's so much worse. It wasn't until I reached my 20s that I would personally begin to experience this creature on a weekly, (gasps) and I mean weekly, oh god, no. And I'm absolutely not (laughs) exaggerating this basis. It was like clockwork. Once snow began falling, heavy footsteps before the sun was up that woke me up around 5 a.m. at least once a week. Here and there, those footsteps would be substituted for what I only imagine as a grown man in steel toe boots running, and even a small infant doing its best to crawl as fast as its tiny body would let them. Nope, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Or bad. Or, I hate these descriptions. The baby. Or footsteps <laughs> with what sounds like chains dragging. I was so se- desperate for sleep. And to not be bothered that I started putting holy water on my ceiling weekly. But it seemed to only hold off whatever this being was for a few days before coming back again. As time went by, not only my direct neighbor, but the residents who lived several houses away would tell my family about their experiences with the thing that lurked on top of their houses. One neighbor simply was simply sitting in his living room when he began hearing walking above him. But it left him paralyzed with fear, and all he could do was sit and stare in horror at the ceiling above him. So, does it bring with it a presence of fear, or is it just these people are terrified of whatever's walking on their roofs? I think it's probably just they're terrified, but I mean, I wouldn't doubt that there's a way to cause dread if you know witchcraft. Yeah. But it did. I'm I'm curious about that. I don't need to know, but I'm curious. I mean, it seems like a lot of things come with dread, but also if you have like heard about this your whole life and you are experiencing it now yeah. and you realize, oh shit, that's what it is. I would probably start becoming very terrified. Terrified. Yeah, I don't need to experience that. Mm-mm. <laughs> Not at all. Another friend who lived three houses down was taking out her trash when she heard walking right above her doorway, and it left her so scared that she ran inside and refused to be out at night for months. But the list just goes on with the small stories that I have been told. I can go on and on about the amount of stories that left our friends, families, and neighbors shaken to their core for hours, but now I will... It just seems that the most nightmarish creatures our people have continuously shared a space with since we were forced into colonialization. Although these can spark a lot of interest in seeking out these beings, I simply ask that no one actually take the time to. You never know what will want to follow you and make it home. It's ho- Make your home its home as well. I don't want anything to make my home its home. Uh, unless I adopt a pet. <laughs> you already have a pet. Yep. And that's it. I don't need anything else. I'm so sorry if you can hear gardeners in the background. 
It's okay. It'll be. We're having a noisy day. You know what? That's I could have closed my window. Oh, because it's getting warm in here now. Definitely could have closed your window before we started recording. I did little Halloween nails. We've got bats and ghosts. Oh, those are cute. I got them from Marshalls. That's cute. I think I have maybe another one. This one comes from Deleted. So, um, the title is, When I told my husband this story, he looked at me like he'd seen a ghost. Um, Spooky. So let me start off by saying my husband is native, and this happened about six years before I met him. My ex-husband... Oh, boy. Ex-husband. Was stationed in... (laughs) was stationed in San Diego, and I flew out there to visit him. Unfortunately, I wasn't allowed to stay with him on base for whatever reason. Don't ask me, because I don't even know myself. Um, Also, I should add that I had just given birth about three months before this, and I had my son with me. Weird that they couldn't stay. Danny, I... Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of someone not being able to stay on base before. Especially for it to be, like, a wife. Danny, yeah, I know you listen. Tell me what the heck this is about. <laughs> Let us know. We're Especially since Danny. you lived here, so you should know. And I can see if you didn't get in like <laughs> approval for it. Like, but I know if you're like married in the military, there's certain like exceptions that get made. Yeah. Anyway, I found a hotel that wasn't far from the base and close to food and whatnot. I went out to get some food and then walked back to the hotel since it wasn't far. Unfortunately, with my horrible sense of direction, I got lost and ended up near a wooded area, um, but there was a highway also nearby. I was getting close to, it was getting close to sunset, and I started seeing sets of shining eyes as though they were just coyote, which I'm not much afraid of. After about 20 minutes, one set of shining eyes got closer, and I saw it was a coyote, I watched Steve Irwin as a as a teenager and remembered that if you make yourself appear bigger and louder than you actually are, they'll usually just run away. So I started clapping my hands. Correct, that is a thing you do. Um, and shouting. We've had we've had lots of coyote run-ins. I mean, yeah, I've had to chase them off of Ollie a lot, and Ollie has chased off at least two two coyotes at different times. Mm-hmm. Um. We get little coyotes, though. I've seen a big one in, like, the morning time. Yeah, from the hills. That makes sense. So I started clapping my hands and shouting. This one, however, didn't. It stood up and started walking towards me like a person. Uh I've never run away from something so fast. (laughs) It never followed me, and I wasn't going to stick around to find out what it was. It wasn't until I met my current husband and found out what it was from him telling me and the look on his face when I told him this story. He went pale. He never said anything. He just kind of nodded like he understood. Maybe I knew it wasn't... Maybe I knew it was still semi-healing... I was still semi-healing from having recently given birth, or it saw my son in the stroller, and I was pushing and wanted to scare me. Either way, I don't know. I just know I succeeded. It succeeded in scaring me. This isn't really a question. It's more or less telling a story of how I saw one and didn't even know what it was at the time. I mean, I guess that's a better option than knowing what it is when you run into it. Ignorance is bliss. 
occasionally. I mean, would it be better to know when you saw it that you were like, oh, oh, this is what it is? Or to just have no concept of what's happening in front of you? I think I'd rather have no concept. Because I think the fear that would settle over me if I knew what it was would be a lot worse than me going, I wonder what that was. Um, I feel like I'm with you on, like, most of it, but, like, knowing that this thing I'm seeing is actually just a evil person rather than, like, is running even going to do anything. Like, you know, like... I mean, it's still the only option you got. I know, but I'm just saying, like, were I to encounter, like, a Winnebago and I didn't know what a Winnebago was, that probably would be better than knowing what a Winnebago is. And I would just be like, I'm gonna die. Oh, I'm gonna die. Oh, oh <laughs> I'm wasting away. This is the end of me. I just become like, <laughs> I just become Winifred at the end of Hocus Pocus. And I'm like, goodbye yeah. to the moon. <laughs> goodbye, house. <laughs> bye bye. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, so it's situational ignorance, then, is what we're getting at. Okay, so this one is, was it what I think it is or something else? And it comes from Assumption OK954. <laughs> we love the ridiculous Reddit usernames. <laughs> I mean, I have to say them. For the past few months, something has been harassing this entire house. It only happens at night, it's only been seen twice, and it's only been towards women and anyone under 18. Rude. I know, fucking rude. My best friend looks... Little brother looks like a grown man, but he's 16, if that's important. I don't know if it is. I don't think it is, but uh, okay. Unless he's not getting messed with, that's not fair. <laughs> he needs to suffer with the rest of us. Yeah, if he's under 18, he gets the under 18 treatment. <laughs> um, When I saw it was sunset, but it wasn't... When I saw it, it was sunset, but it wasn't really an animal, question mark. It was someone really tall, somewhere between six and six foot, six and a half feet. It was standing in the woods kind of far away, really pale, like someone had never seen the sun. Blonde hair, black shirt. I couldn't see the pants. This could easily be something else. And its face was invisible. It was looking straight down. The arms are really long, too. Could be a Winnebago. I was about to leave, and I thought it was a person, so I said they weren't allowed on our property. It's a rental if that's important. I don't know. It spun around and <laughs> took off, never lifting its head. It was really fast. Like, it almost disappeared fast. When my best friend's mom saw it, she described the same thing, but with jeans, and she said it was closer to six and a, six foot five, six foot seven. It was Color, don't like <laughs> in it. the same area that I saw. This time it was sunrise. Ever since then, any time I have to go outside at night, I pick up, I go pick my best friend up at midnight five times a week from work. If I say anything, it mimics me. Sometimes its voice matches mine. Sometimes I sound. This is such a good friend. You're so brave for doing that. I would be like, dude, I'm not picking you up anymore. <laughs> Sorry. You gotta figure it out. Sometimes it sounds like a woman and sometimes it sounds like a man. Sometimes I can't tell. And it's all coming from the same area. My best friend's sister keeps having the same thing happen to her all the time in the same spot in the woods. We all, aside from the three men in the house, keep hearing animal noises 
but they don't really sound like animals. I saw a shadow outside my window last week, and my best friend's little brother keeps having someone tap on his window at night. The windows are on the opposite side of the house from where we keep hearing and seeing everything, and his little brother's window is close to 15 feet off the ground. The shadow... Is it the little brother that looks like a grown man? Maybe. The shadow <laughs> I saw went above my window almost five feet off the ground and three foot about tall. Taller, I'm guessing. And it was almost a combination of human and deer. This sounds like somebody made things up and it's probably a Winnebago. It was like yeah. a hunched over person with something sticking out of its head and it had a snout. Last night when I was leaving late night Walmart run, I walked around outside and something screamed and started crying. I yelled for my best friend and ran back in while it was mimicking me. Nobody else heard it and it stopped when we when he went outside. I made sure not to say anything. No one else heard it. I know that is weird though. I made sure not to say anything when I went outside last night, but it still happened, so it's definitely watching us. I don't think we've done anything to upset anyone, and none of us are natives unless you count the several generations back everyone in my fa in my area has. But I don't because none of us ever actually lived like natives or on a reservation. But we do mm -hmm. live about a 20-minute drive from what used to be home to natives in this area. I'm sorry if that's not the proper name. Um, it was turned into a museum that is now run by their descendants. But I live in Alabama, about a four-hour drive from either Mississippi or Tennessee. I just want to get rid of whatever this is. The dogs won't go out at night, and normally I can sense energies, but I can't anymore. It's really freaking me out. It's daytime, so I'm not concerned right now, and it's never hurt eat any of us either i just whatever information people can give would be helpful update kinda but not really i took some advice someone mentioned and tried to keep quiet and not react in any way in the last few days it went well until today i was walking my son to the car just now and he said hi to something in the woods not once but twice not bad not once, Fucking children, dude. Not once, not twice, but three times. He waved the last time. I did not respond, but I about shit my pants because that means he can fucking see whatever it is. Bad, bad, bad. Fucking children. This is why we don't need them. Oh, boy. Someone said put up a camera facing that area? No, thank you. I don't want to see it again. And then somebody else said a Winnebago. I think that's what it sounds most likely. Or just a standard mimic. You know? Who knows? Woods don't like them. Could be anything. There's too many things in the woods. That's what we've learned. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's too much. Too much stuff they in the woods. They need to not. I mean, I could do a collection on uh, more things that are in the woods, but I think it would be forever long. We could, we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll do some woods. We'll do some woods in. I know, but next week I have a, Ash is up here and she's going to be part of an episode. Um, Fun. And then it'll be a little bit different because I'm trying to make it spookier with it being Halloween weekend. Yeah. So. Fun, fun, fun. Or I guess no, that'll be in two weeks from now. So there'll be something in the middle of this. 
sounds good. But yeah, um, I guess closing closing statements. Um, be respectful. Um, know that not everything that you encounter in the woods is a flesh stroller. Um, and it probably isn't. Probably isn't. I would say more inclined to that. Um, don't try to appropriate people's people's legends and beliefs. And if you're going to tell a story, at least try to do it in the most respectful way, being where you at least took an attempt to honor their culture and their people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And don't pressure... Yep, woods are scary. Don't pressure Navajo people to tell you all about their history. No, that's never ended well for anyone ever. No, and it's rude. It's so rude, and it's better to, you know... Let let these things be. Mm-hmm. But if you are driving alone through the Southwest desert at night, maybe just have your wits about you and just try not yeah. to look in any one direction for too long. Yeah, just be careful. Yep. Maybe not pick up strangers on the side of the road. Are people still even doing that? I love the storm. No, not really, no. I'm not doing it, ever. I never pick up people on the side of the road. No. This isn't the 70s anymore. I value my life from either scary things or scary people. Yeah, it could either be Ted Bundy or it could be something very scary that's now in the back of your car. Yep. No, thank you. All right. Well, yeah. Close close it. thoughts. Open space is scary. Woods are scary. Scary woods are scary. Put things under your bed. Yeah, that too. Just don't have open space under your bed and you'll be fine. Put things under your bed. Easy peasy, done. Yeah. You so should cute. create car skirts so you can't see what's under your your car either. Like a bed skirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, closing up. You can find us on the internet on Instagram at nope underscore I'm underscore scared. Follow us, like us, shoot us a DM. We're always happy to chat with you. If you have any stories about flesh strollers, share them with me and I will be afraid. You can also send them and anything else that you may like to nope I'm scared podcast at gmail.com where you can send suggestions for us to research, stories of your own, true crime in your neighborhood, whatever whatever you want yeah you know josh tried to be know how you're feeling josh tried to be you on the last episode on the outro and how'd it go oh i don't think you're gonna like it <laughs> i'm just so cool <laughs> so cool anyways all right well thank you for joining right. us have a very spooky day Woo. bye all right.